Why are you doing this business? Because it can't just be about money. It can't just be about being famous. It can't be about helping people because those are all just, you know, they're all nice things to have, but they're ultimately projections and needs of the ego and not of the soul. And so you'll never really be fully replenished and fulfilled if you don't have a deeper why as to why you're, you're creating this business. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to the pod. Today, we have such an incredible interview lined up. I'm here with Celine DaCosta. She is a master coach and brand story expert who works with high-achieving, purpose-driven CEOs, experts, and executives to help them become confident, fully expressed leaders with transformational stories, an influential brand, and a tribe of raving fans. Slane has thousands of hours of practitioner training in various modalities, including neuro-linguistic programming, facilitated breath repatterning, hypnotherapy, shamanic energy healing, emotional intelligence coaching, life coaching. She channels all of it to create powerful breakthroughs for her clients. And she's been featured in top media, including Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider. She's a best-selling author, a popular speaker. She's at a TEDx speech. Safe to say we are very spoiled and lucky to have Celine with us here today. So welcome to the show, Celine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so, so excited to dig in. And I honestly had such a hard time narrowing down even what I wanted to talk about on today's interview because going through Instagram, going through the podcast that you've done, there is just like such a deep wealth of knowledge and wisdom and experience and seeing the work that you've done with your clients. It was like, how how could I possibly narrow it down? But just for anyone who isn't familiar with you, can you give us the quick origin story, if there is such a thing, of how you got into all the different facets of the work that you do and kind of your entry into this world? Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny because, you know, I know that in today's day and age, the coaching industry is very, very popular and, and there's it's just ever growing. And yeah. when people ask me what led me to be a coach, a mentor, and, and now a corporate consultant, I don't have an answer because it's really, I always say it, it found me like this was my calling at the beginning in the way that I just naturally organically just glided into into this line of work. And so, you know, the 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 quick origin story would be that I immigrated to the US when I was 10 years old from Italy and I spent much of my, you know, youth being heavily programmed in in the Western, you know, matrix paradigm of work really hard, do everything that you're told. This is what it looks like to be successful. For those of you who are familiar with the American dream or from the U.S. or know people from the U.S., um, it's a very like heavy program programmed paradigm of for you to be a quote unquote successful person, you need to work your butt off go to corporate, mm -hmm. climb your way up a ladder, you know, go to the suburbs, have 2.5 children, like live in a nice house, drive a nice car, do your work, get really more successful, more accolades. And then one day you get, you can retire and you can travel and, you know, live in your really nice golf course, you know, retirement home and yeah. so on and so forth and blah, dee, 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 dee. And so 
I was very indoctrinated into that. And I, and I really subscribed to that collective belief system. And I spent much of my youth and teenagehood and young adulthood doing exactly that, working my butt off, going to, you know, one of the best schools in the country. And then, you know, fighting my way to get into one of the best agencies in, in New York City. I started out in an advertising agency working as a brand strategist, which ultimately led me to my branding work as well. And I was sitting here like three years into this this New York City job where I you know, lived in this tiny little apartment that I would pay half of my income every month to live yeah. in this tiny little apartment, little box with mice and just terrible living conditions that now I'm like, this, this, that was inhumane. I just don't even know how people do that yeah. to themselves. And I, I would, I was doing the thing. I would wake up at 630 in the morning. I would go to the gym. Then I would go to work. If it was snowing, I'd freeze my way as I went to work. I would work 12 hour days and I would get out. Maybe I would have a date that I lined up on you know, one of the dating apps and get a drink at the cool bar that just opened, get a $20 margarita or something like that. And then, you know, the other times hang out with friends and just go to bed, do it again and do it again and then do it again. And then my life started to feel like, what's that popular American movie that I I watched it? It's the Groundhog Day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, everyone would say, always quoted me that I didn't watch that movie until last year. And then I got it. I'm like, oh my God, it is Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. And I got to this point where I just started to become numb to life, numb to myself. I just felt like I was a robot. I was a machine just kind of going through its motions. And there was a series of events that happened in 2016 that really catapulted me into realizing that awakening and and realizing that I needed to change my life. You know, in hindsight, I can call it my first wave of awakening, you know, waking Mm -hmm. the F up. And uh, yeah, like I went on a really powerful, profound volunteer trip through Cambodia my grandfather passed away. I got broken up with. I didn't get a promotion I wanted. My rent went up all in the in the span of three months. And it was a very, very clear sign from the universe that said, you need to get out of here or your soul is just going to give up. <laughs> like yeah. it's just going to forever slip in the recesses of your subconscious and you won't see it again. Thankfully, yeah. that didn't happen because I made a decision in September of 2015. I made a decision that I was going to change my life and I had to change my life. It, it was just non-negotiable. And nine months later, I was one way trip to Europe and I decided to do a social experiment for a year where wow. I would couch surf the world and sleep in the homes of strangers just through human yeah. connection. Yeah. I did that. And using my straight, uh, brand strategy chops, I started to build a personal brand for myself, grew my social media, was invited to be a Forbes contributor which I ended up doing for six years, got featured in a lot of media. My brand started to grow. I started to grow and people started to approach me and ask me, how are you doing this? Like how you don't even have a job. Like how are you um, you know, growing your brand and getting featured and being asked to write for like all of these prestigious magazines? How, how is this happening? And I thought to myself, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just telling my story. I'm getting yeah, really yeah. good at telling my story and influencing people through that story. And I started to have people and like friends who were entrepreneurs, startups being like, can you help me tell my story? Mm, like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess. And, you know, it all, that's where my business started. And this, where this, this path that I started to walk, it started from there. It started from helping people first 
tell their brand story so that they can really allow themselves to be seen by the right people in the right way in alignment to their business and their offer. And that, you know, helped many, many people go from not being known to being very well known in their industry. And then as I started to progress in this work of supporting people to build a personal brand and and to share their authentic brand story in a way that, that would enable the growth and impact of their business, I started to uncover that the most, ultimately, the most important story we tell is a story we tell ourselves. And that's where the path of subconscious reprogramming and helping entrepreneurs rewire their brain and their internal story for success really came about and Today, that's what my work is, is helping people rewrite their story from the inside out and then translate that, you know, evolved story of who they are and who they're becoming into their brand and their business. Mm -hmm. I was wondering how the story and subconscious bridge occurred, but that makes so much sense. It's it's the stories we tell ourselves and the stories that we buy into. So that is just like light bulb moment for sure that's what creates our reality and that's what creates the external brand and a lot of entrepreneurs suffer because there's a schism between the story they're telling themselves and the external brand that they're putting out to the world and it doesn't matter how how cool and, and fun and exciting your external brand is if it doesn't authentically resonate with who you are inside and how you speak to yourself and how you see yourself there will Mm -hmm. always be a gap that the business owner is unconsciously trying to fill with more stuff, with more likes, with more validation, with more money. But that gap never gets filled until you authentically fill it from the inside out. Yeah. Well, I really want to dive into subconscious and defining that and really like bringing people into that work. But first, I just I want to close the loop of like that gap between what we're portraying. I think a lot of people see industry leaders and like, oh my God, their their brand and like their graphics are beautiful and they have really cool programs and look at their website and look at their Instagram and they have a cool story. And like, they think that that, if I can just emulate that, like if I can just put that in a different font for me, then like, that's my brand and it'll be great. So what is the difference between a brand that's like fully aligned and like authentic and true versus just a brand that looks good or they got some like cute Canva template (laughs) and thought that was their brand? (laughs) Well, think about your favorite brands and and even let's get more specific because I know that here we're talking to a lot of service providers, consultants, coaches, and, and business owners. So think about the people, these brands that you're referring to that you most admire, like just you don't even have to name names, but pull up some people inside right now of like, wow, I love the way she does it. I love the way he does it. I, I love this person's brand. Like it really resonates with me. Do you have somebody in mind or a few people in mind? Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm thinking back to even when I was like early on in my journey who I was like, oh my God, if I can just be like them, yeah. like that's yeah. just- That's exactly I'll- it. I'll do it, you know? Exactly. So when you reflect on why you were so magnetized to this person, chances are it's because they were doing something really differently and really to the beat of their own drum. And the way they express themselves is this person says the thing that you didn't, you're like, whoa, I can't believe this person's saying that. Or the way that their branding is different or the way they're showing up, the way their graphics are is like, oh, I haven't seen that before. Like, oh my God, I can't believe they're seeing it this way. 
And there's a something about this person that stands out from the, the sea of sameness, as I call it. And what makes this person stand out, and if this, these people are people that maybe you've been following for years and they're still standing and they're still like real and they're still true and you still feel the same about them, because some people are, there are some facades and then they crumble. But the people that are long standing that you most admire, chances are that there's something that you're like, wow, I just can't quite put their finger, but I love the way they do things. Mm-hmm. And that's because if this person has been, has been able to create sustainable success for themselves, it's because the way that they're expressing themselves is authentic. It's real. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it sustainable because it's not, it's not built on a deck on a house of cards. Yeah. And when this person is choosing a font, they're likely not looking at what so-and-so competitor is doing and what colors they're using, but they're asking yeah. themselves, what is the color I want to use? What mm-hmm. is the font that inspires me? What is the way of speech that I feel motivated by? So they are the ones that are, are pioneering and that they're carving out the path. And that's what makes them so unique. And that's what makes them so special. And when I work with my clients, that's really a conversation that we need to have because there's a lot of so-and-so is doing this. And what about this person? And what about this person? They, their, their thing looks like that. I need to like, they're in my industry. And if she talks like this and she's the leader in the industry, then I need to talk like this because then I'll succeed like her, which is absolutely false because the very thing that's making this person so standout and so successful is that they are Uh, fully owning their message in their own unique expression that is their soul. And you cannot copy and paste someone's expression because we each have our unique, like a fingerprint. We have our own unique soul signature and expression. And there is no one that you can take everything I say and you can put it in the same colors as I am, but you will never sound like me because when, when I'm self-sourcing from my heart, when I'm self-sourcing from my soul, the things that come through me are literally being channeled like through God knows where, like Mm -hmm. only God, God universe, like the quantum field knows where the heck things are coming from sometimes. And they are coming through my vessel, through my unique way of expressing my unique language, the unique frequency of my voice. And when I write the unique frequency of my speech translated into, into copy. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's that. And then, you know, there's other people who are going to be like, well, she's doing it really nice. Celine's doing it like this. Let me like take a look and just kind of emulate it. And it can't ever look like that. It's not going to stand out because it's not you. And that's what the world needs. It's you in your unique expression. So that's the difference. It's very, it's, it's an, it's energetic and strategic, but you can feel it. And we're emotionally driven creatures. And so you can really feel when somebody is authentic or not. It's not something Mm -hmm. you need to really debate, you know? Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's this like intangible quality. Like I could literally copy and paste someone's exact colors and fonts and layout and website and program style. And like, I could copy and paste someone else's business and put it into mine and it would just not land like because it's not true and people can feel that and so I'm always like trying to push my clients to like but what is what do you believe to be true like what is your angle here because even I did this like in the early stages of my business I remember the first time I got like a big girl website I was like I want it to look like this one and I like sent them a link to someone's website who I really admired and they're like okay yeah but like 20 people have sent me this person's website as their inspiration so we need to figure out how to make it (laughs) yours and they like pushed me back to my path and I was like you're so right like 
I just don't know. At that point, I was like not fully expressed. I was not fully comfortable like being seen or like standing in what I believe to be true. And I saw this person's formula worked. And I'm so glad I've had people along my path kind of be like, no, no, but like, what do you think? Like, what what do you like? And now I'm really comfortable being seen and saying what I think. But I've had 11, almost 11, almost 11 years of practice showing up on the internet and expressing myself. And so I'm curious what your advice is to the person who is maybe newer to the space or they have realized that they've been kind of trying on someone else's expression until now and they're ready to actually be them and say what they think and develop their own unique energy and brand like what what is your advice because it is scary to do that it it is a new level of like vulnerability and allowing yourself to be seen especially by who knows how many complete strangers all around the world like that is that is a new problem for our generation and it's scary Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know it's funny as a as you were sharing about the website i had my web developer tell me that like there's she's like you know how many times a month i get somebody messaging me your website to build for them so i i completely relate to that on the other side of being one of the people that i know like my website gets copied and now i'm on the other side too i'm like oh i see i see what's happening here I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for somebody who is new and really just in, in that beginning's journey, and this is something that is actually the foundational um, principles that I teach in School Story, which is my you know brand storytelling course, mm-hmm. which is that you need to create the foundation. And this is true for your brand and it's true for your business, right? So your, your business is, is the systems. It's the vehicle that is bringing your purpose into life and is helping people. The brand is the personality. So similar mm-hmm. to like a human being, we have a body, we have organs, they all need to work together. Like when you're building a business, you're just building this like body and, and making all the organs talk to each other and make the whole like organism basically function so that it can be in service to you and, and to those that you that you support. And then the the brand is really like the soul. It's it's the it's the personality and the soul. So there's there's two different things. The soul is the intangible and the personality is the thoughts, the beliefs and the actions that mm. this this thing we call a business is going to express. And of course like the the soul part is you. It's you as the owner is going to breathe soul into the business and you're also going to help it to shape its personality based on your own belief systems. And so when you are in the beginning stages of this this work, it's it's credit this is the part that everyone wants to skip. And it drives me bananas because I can't tell you how many people skip this, don't like it, stumble, and then come back to me like years later, spending tens of thousands of dollars later, resources later being like, but why isn't this working? I'm like, let's let's start a square one. Let's yeah. start with square one. Step, step one and went to step Because you just like, went to step five, trying to like monetize and get seen on the internet and like do a viral TikTok reel or whatever kids are doing these days. But let's take it back to the foundation, the foundation yeah. which is that for you to be able to own your unique expression, you need to explore what that unique expression actually means. It sounds mm-hmm. super obvious, but it's not done. You need to contemplate it. You need to be in it. You need to sit in what that means for you. And so there, I have a, you know, my own signature framework that I take my clients through. I teach a flame call called the, the soul service blueprint, where I take people to really help them understand 
what is it underneath this desire to like, I want to put, go out there and put a business out there and serve people with my either service or product. Why are you being so motivated to do this? And a few things that's really important for you, the new person that's listening to, to, to get clear on is number one, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this business? Because it can't just be about money. It can't just be about being famous. It can't be about helping people because those are all just, you know, they're all nice things to have, but they're ultimately projections and needs of the ego and not of the soul. And so you'll never really be fully replenished and fulfilled if you don't have a deeper why as to why you're, you're creating this business. I, and I'll lead the way when I say that. For example, with my business, I have many reasons why I want to do my business, but my deeper why comes down to how my endless desire and curiosity that was given to me, like it's part of my soul blueprint to yeah. discover the joys and the pains of what it means to be human. That's why I'm so obsessed with my work, with human psychology, with how the body works, with how the mind works, with how emotions work, because there's this innate driver within me that I don't need to explain because it just is, yeah. that is all around this wanting to discover what it means to be human. And so this deeper why drives me to, to, to like the ends of the earth as to why I do what I do. And so yeah. when I tap into that, that endless fountain and, you know, there's a whole process that I teach as well as to how you excavate that why, but you want to just keep asking, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? If you were in a desert island, this is a prompt I give my clients. If you were in a desert island and you didn't have kids to feed and you didn't have a husband to please, and you didn't have an Instagram audience to like, yeah. you know, to impress and you're just, it's you and you on this deserted island. Why do you do what you do? Yeah. And when you can answer that question, it's going to open a whole new paradigm as to why you're like the, the bigger meaning as to why you're doing what you're doing. And I believe it's, oh, I hope I'm quoting this correctly. It's Nietzsche that says like any, there's a man can tolerate anyhow when he like has the why, mm. you know, we can do mm -hmm. anything when we know yeah. what our why is. The second piece is you got to get clear on your vision. You need to get clear on who you're going, where you're going. So mm -hmm. this is another thing where, again, it's not enough to be like, well, I want to make this so much amount of money so I can like take my family on my vacation. Great. That's a goal. But what's yeah. your vision? What is your vision with this business? And your vision can be as small or as big as you want it to be. If you have a sock, sock company, your, your vision might be to like help people be happier every day by looking at their feet. You know, like yeah. that, that's, that's really simple and it's really beautiful. Or your vision can be like, I want to change the way that, you know, I want to change the face of personal development and th the efficiency of which people can facilitate change upon themselves in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it can go anywhere, but you need to get clear on where are you now and where are you going? Where are you driving this vehicle that you're calling a business? Mm -hmm. When you get clear on that, the next question you ask yourself is for whom? So the why is about you and you only. It's about how you feel inside. It involves no one else. It's really counterintuitive. But the vision is where you need to involve someone else and ask like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to make happy socks. Why am I making happy socks? Well, it's because, and this is where the story comes in, you know, like growing up, like I never had socks or like I always had hand-me-down socks and they were always making me unhappy because they were so freaking disheveled. So I want to create socks for like, young teenagers to be able to like find a little point of joy in their life again. So you, yeah. that's where you start understanding who your soul service group is, AKA your ideal audience.
Mm-hmm. And then the, the last component of, of really unlocking what that unique self-expression is, is getting very clear on what your values and your principles are. And this is, again, deep work, deep foundational work. But these, these are literally the pillars, the foundation of your house, the foundation of what you're building, which is what truly matters to you and why. Like, what are your core values? Okay, honesty is a core value. Why is it a core value? Because there's a belief system that when you're honest with each other, things are more effective. Or there's a belief system that more love can flow. So Mm -hmm. you don't even stop at the values. You need to define what those values are because you might have the same values as I have and we might have the same business or our business will be completely different expressions depending on how you define love and how you define freedom and how you define integrity. You might define it in a completely different way that I do, which means you're going to make different decisions in how you express yourself than I will. And so maybe adventure to you is the adventure of being a mom and being like, in a family and traveling as a family. And that's your definition of an adventure. And my definition of adventure is going solo and sleeping in the homes of strangers. And we both have a travel agency. We're going to be marketing very differently on the same values. So Mm -hmm. get clear on those values. And what you essentially end up with is clarity of on who you are, why you are, what you do, why you do it and for whom. And with that clarity, now you can start to build out the offers. Mm-hmm. Now you can start build out the brand. Now you can start to build out your expression and your own unique flavor because no one else on the planet will have your exact combination of why, vision, soul service group, values, and story. It's just yeah. not it's not possible to copy. Yeah. Yours. Yeah. Okay. Well podcast is over because Celine <laughs> just gave us a master class on branding and clarity. So we're done. <laughs> just kidding. But that was actually so well said. I mean, obviously you're an expert on this, so you've probably taught that a million times, but it's just so like cannot stress enough how important that has been in my business. And I'm sure you've seen it just completely transform every person who actually takes it seriously and like takes the time to do it, which is like you said, the key, because I think people either they feel behind or there's just so much other stuff happening. And this requires you to like actually sit with yourself and sit with your work and like really be introspective and like really go there. I think that's like one reason why it's so skipped. And then the second thing is like, again, presenting the like things on your heart and your soul to the world and strangers on the internet is scary because it's easier like being judged for something that feels like a facade or it not landing or you receiving negativity or judgment or whatever. You're like, okay, but that's like not really me. So it doesn't hurt as bad. But when you're actually fully you and then it's not getting received the way that you hope, that hurts. And that's something that I've found like a lot of my clients have resistance on around like showing up authentically and like really telling their story and like really talking about the things that they've overcome or their why or like their soul's purpose is it's like that's just terrifying that's like being naked on stage and just like hoping that people receive you well Mm -hmm. and so what what is your experience on like that judgment piece or how we can just accept the vulnerability of actually embodying everything that you just talked about yeah so the answer is going to be very unsatisfying to some people but it is the truth you know, I, I, you know, and this is one of the things like, I'm, I'm not going to be a coach that's going to give you, 
like the, here's the three hacks to like, like I'm going to give it to you real, real, you know, and, and that's what also creates the sustainability. So I want to answer your question, honestly, you know, what, what is it really this, what we are circling around and I'll give some practical pieces as well, but what we're ultimately circling around is that this is about developing your sense of self-worth and self-love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no, like I can give tips and tricks and things like that, but if we excavate and we just get to the root of things and I think, you know, my soul loves efficiency. I'm a very efficient, very efficient at navigating. Not beating around the bush. Neither of us are beating yeah. around the bushers. And it's like not even direct, efficient. I want yeah. results. And I want, you know, one of the reasons why my clients get such incredible results so quickly is because we're like, we're not wasting energy or, you know, trying to like patch things up or put band-aids of things. We got to go straight to the wound and really look at it and, and give it the healing that it deserves. And that's around self-worth and self-love because why yeah. wouldn't wouldn't we? stand on a stage naked what prevents us from standing metaphorically speaking on a stage naked and just being like this is who i am and if somebody's picking on my arm how my arm looks or how my boob looks or whatever the whatever the hell someone has to say about my body why does it matter unless there is a part of me that actually believes that what this person is saying is true And that is the issue that I find when it comes to being vulnerable online. And look, like I get it. I've there's, I have vulnerability, like, oh my God, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I ultimately check in with myself. I ask myself this share, this thing I'm sharing, it's really tender for me, but is this in service? And is this in service, not only of others, because we don't do things just because they help other people. We also Mm want to make sure it's in respect and integrity to ourselves. And so when I get the answer of this isn't, this is an integrity to me, this, I'm not like, I'm not revealing an unprocessed wound for the public Mm -hmm. to pick at because that's not kind to yourself if if you feel like oh this person's speaking about their postpartum journey or this person's talking about like the difficulties they're having in their life life or business so i should do it too and then you're like forcing this vulnerability again from this like ego driven place of i need to do this otherwise i'm not enough that's where the trouble is Because when you are in a space of, I'm going to share this, this is tender, and I'm consciously choosing to share this part of myself, and I understand that not everyone's going to agree with it, but I know this is going to be really, really valuable for the people that are going to read it. Like, it just feels like it's a message that needs to be shared. Then I'm going to stand, I'm going to share this message. I'm going to hold myself in that. And yes, I might get a few haters, but it doesn't matter because I love myself enough to stand in my own message, in my own truth. And there's that, that's really what it's about. And, you know, when you were sharing about, well, you know, there's a lot of people that have facades, it's important to address why do people do this? Because they're not bad people. They're not like, you know, necessarily, I mean, some of them might be scammers. I don't know, but like, I don't, I don't believe that everybody, I, I see so many people online when I'm, you know, navigating the internet lands and, and I, I can see it immediately. I can like immediately when someone's profile, I'm like, wow, this person's not connected. They're disconnected Mm -hmm. from their truth or their authentic expression. And I can see like the copying. I can see the overthinking, the, the like, oh, this is a trend. This is a real. So therefore I must do the real. Like you can literally see it in people's eyes when you're, I'm I'm also disclaimer, don't be scared. Whoever's listening. I'm, I'm very trained in this. So, you know, I literally like your eyes, I'll be with my clients. Like your eyes. Yeah. It's scary. Like their (laughs) eyes will go sideways and I'll be like, what's that? And they're like, ah, (laughs) so I'm heavily trained in like body 
you know, reading body language and language patterns and whatnot. So, yeah, but I can notice it and I can tell like, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm going to be fake so that nobody sees who I am. Nobody, not a lot of people are really consciously thinking that it's more so I'm too afraid to be who I really am. So I need to create a variation of myself that I believe will people will approve of and that will minimize judgment and that will minimize you know whatever the trauma is for that person whether it's like it was being judged while it was not being loved for who they were whether it was a need to be perceived as successful so that's why people overemphasize how successful they are overemphasize how happy they are or overemphasize Mm -hmm. their their looks or whatever it may be and it's a facade. And yeah, you know, when people poke at that facade, it's very common for the person to get triggered because it's like, how dare you poke at the my protective shield? How dare yeah. you question the thing that's protecting me? And people get really angry and, and, and very, there's a lot of fragile people on the internet that you poke at their, you know, fake facade and they don't like it they will growl and bite you know and and then there's other people who are committed to being in their authenticity but haven't quite developed the 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 muscle of courage to number one show up but it's not enough to like show up and express but you need to hold it you need to hold the expression when people are criticizing they're fighting back and yes you by the I was actually just having this conversation with one of my clients today who she really she's been growing a lot on social and she has an aspiration to be working with celebrities. And you know, she put out this reel and she got a lot of pushback and she was very distraught about it. And I'll share with you what I share with her, which is that listen, we need to make choices and whatever the choices that we make, we need to hundred percent stand by. If your mm-hmm. choice is to, to have an online presence and to be seen. And you're choosing to be seen by a large amount of people. You must understand that there is going just by statistical probability, very realistically speaking, there will be people that will not agree with what you say, that will not like what you say, that will push back, that will criticize, that will act in ways that you didn't even believe human beings had the capacity to act. They will say things that you didn't even realize people said. Right. Because you don't surround yourself in your real life. You're not touching these online people that are maybe like on the other side of the world and come from a completely different culture, completely different like stage in their life where maybe they don't have any kind of realization that what they're saying is not okay and it's not kind. So if you can choose, if you choose to express yourself publicly, choose it and know that there's going to be consequences. And that's okay because you're strong enough to be able to manage them. But if you don't want to deal with this BS, then don't go online. And that's okay too. There's other ways we can grow your business. But whatever you choose, choose it fully so that you're not in a position of like, yeah, I want to talk, but I don't want people to judge me. Yeah, but I want to express myself, but I don't want to be hated on. It's like the yo-yoing is exhausting and it causes unnecessary suffering. So just choose. Mm Mm-hmm. Choose it fully. I love that. Mm-hmm. I literally just made a post last week about like you want the big impact, you want the big income, you want the big audience. You have to embrace the consequences of the visibility that like has to come with that. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad we talked about it. And I've seen that over and over again. And I think like your point of just choose it and choose all of it and embrace that is is key. Cause again, the yo-yoing of like, I want all the good things with none of the bad things just isn't how it works like there there are pros and cons if you will of like any decision any business model any Mm -hmm. path you choose 
and it's just part of it. But personally, some of my biggest growth has come from like being triggered by people's opinions of me on the internet because I've been creating content since I was 16 and putting myself on the internet since I was 16. And people have said so many different things about me. And all the times I've been the most triggered, it's like, oh, why? Like, why am I so worried that that could be true about me? And it's been such an like invitation to do the deeper work. Once I developed like the self-awareness to get there because I was that person 16 17 18 19 probably me was like such that person of like how dare you say that you're so mean blah 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 and of course it's unkind no matter what but like once I was able to see it as like an invitation to do that work it has been like one of my biggest catalysts for growth and I'm still on that path forever on that path but everyone who's so afraid of it it's it's honestly a really big opportunity is the way that I see it at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. your unique expression by the virtue of it being your unique expression. I mean, remember, we are still living in a mainstream matrix and love it or hate it, social media is part of that system. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, while I like to look at my relationship with social media as like I come in, I reap my seeds, I send my love, I create my high vibe content, and then I exit. And if there's mm-hmm. something I need to consume in there, it I will always be very cautious of like what I consume and put into my consciousness because my consciousness is so precious to me. And understanding that your your unique expression, you being unleashed in your soul, in your expression, in your service, in your life, that very concept goes against what the matrix system is designed to do, which is to create good little worker bees that think alike, that do the thing that you're supposed they're supposed to be doing, that follow the system. When you break out of the system, the matrix system is not meant to support you in your unique expression. It is not designed to do that. And like so swimming upstream, essentially. Yeah. There's a yeah. There, in it by design. You breaking free is you breaking free of what? What do you break free of? Like prisons, right? And so when you break out of the prison of your own mind and your ego, you know, personality created reality, and you start to really like liberate yourself from the belief systems and all of the old programming and conditioning that you've been subject to until the moment you woke up and you start to liberate yourself, no, you're going to get some resistance and you're going to get some pushback because you're trying to break out of a system that's designed to keep you in. So by virtue, like your unique soul expression is going to repel a lot of people who are very heavily indoctrinated in the system. So true. Okay. We have to talk a little bit about the subconscious mind before we wrap up because that was None of this was actually on what I prepared for our interview or any of the questions that I sent you, but I'm so glad it took the turn that it did because I think it was even better. But I do want to make sure we touch on just the foundations of our subconscious mind and subconscious reprogramming. So can you even just give us the 101 of like, what is our subconscious and also like tie it in? How is it relating back to all the things that we just talked about with self-expression and brand and the matrix and all those things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I'll start you off with this. The human mind thinks approximately 60 to 70 thoughts every single day. Of those 60 to 70,000 thoughts, which by the way is a lot of thoughts, about 90% of them are the same thoughts as the day before. So we are looping. Most of our thoughts are loops. That is wild. Yeah. And then here's another one. 
that by the time that you're 35 years old, approximately 95% of your belief systems, habit patterns, and ways that you operate are set if you do nothing about it, right? There's always, a, a, there's always an opportunity for change. But when we are waking up every single morning, most of us are running on a program, okay? So where you wake up in the morning and you think the same thoughts and you feel the same feelings and you go brush your teeth and you go make your coffee and then you go into your next thing, you get into your car, you drive to work, you drive the errand, you do the, da, 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 you do the same thing, you're an autopilot. Mm-hmm. And most people, they live their lives on autopilot where 95% of what they're doing isn't actually a conscious act, but it is a subconscious reaction to that was from old programs. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about the, the human being and the way we operate and what we call the personality or, you know, personality is another way word for ego, your personality, Mm -hmm. your personality is composed of three things. It's composed of your thoughts. It's composed of your emotions and it's composed of your actions. These three things create your personality. Now, here's something that is a very big misconception is that a lot of people think that the personality you have is a personality you're always going to have, but it's not actually true. You can change your personality and you have to change your personality if you're looking, if you're looking to create different results in your life. So mm-hmm. if you grew up in a low income household with you know, $20,000 a year, and you're looking to be an entrepreneur making $500,000 a year, you have to, would you agree with me that you have to change your personality in order for you to go from here to there? Because the belief systems that are keeping you locked into that low income household, living with your family or, you know, whatever undesirable situation, the belief systems, the things you believe about what's true for you. If you believed, if you stuck to the belief system that oh, this is how things are. And this is how much, this is how much money I'm going to make in this lifetime. And this is the situation that I'm in. If you keep thinking that thought, you're never going to get to the dream. If exactly. you keep feeling yeah. scarcity, if you keep feeling like you're not enough, if you keep feeling fear, if you keep feeling these emotions that basically feed the, the disempowering thought, you are not going to get to the half a million dollar business. Mm-hmm. If you then are feeling these thoughts, because when you think these thoughts, it sends um, a signal in your brain to send a chemical down your, you know, your spine that will start to literally activate your body and send little biochemicals and then translate into feelings of fear, feelings of despair. Mm -hmm. And now these feelings are influencing your thoughts and they're influencing your clarity of mind, which means you're going to start thinking like a someone that is operating in scarcity. And you're going to start thinking like somebody who's operating out of fear. And you're going to start thinking like someone who's fearful. And when you think that way, then the action, the decision that you take is going to be from that place. You know, if you're yeah. in a space of scarcity, you're going to say no to this job opportunity that is, could actually have really made you a lot of money because you think it's too good to be true and this person's out to screw you and, and so on and so forth. So you can see that there's a sequence that your thoughts affect your feelings, then your feelings cloud your actions, and then you basically end up staying stuck in the same place. So when we're it's talking about, yeah. So when yeah. we're talking about subconscious reprogramming, it's understanding that a lot of your programming it lives in the subconscious mind, which, mm-hmm. you know, without getting too technical about it, this lives in your limbic brain. It's the emotional chemical brain. And so when you grow up and you're very young, 
and you're being taught a series of belief systems by your parents, let's say, you know, your parents are teaching you that money is really hard to come by. Your parents are teaching you that if you want to be loved, you have to like get really good grades. You're only a good boy, a good girl if you do really well. So you're growing up with these circumstances that you unconsciously accept as reality, which hello, hello, of course, your child, you don't have a critical filter. Mm -hmm. And so we know they say that before the age of seven, we as children don't have critical filters at all. And so anything that was taught to us before the age of seven, we just assumed it to be true about life. Yeah. And so we grow up with these belief systems about how money works, about how love works, about how health works. And we take them for granted as like, this is how things are. And so as you grow into adulthood, these things are all subconscious programs, subconscious programs, meaning these are programs like a computer program that tell you how to think, how to feel and how to act. And so you take them for granted, which means that most of your day, you're like, la, 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 you're walking around life thinking that money's hard to come by, believing that there's no, no, no good men are out there. And believing that, you know, you're, you need to like bust your butt to, to have a certain body and, and you have to really starve yourself or whatever you witnessed growing up from your caretakers, your environment, your culture, and your socioeconomic context. And mm-hmm. so you just take it for granted. And then what happens is that people just take that with them and it controls their life. It literally controls the way they live. So when clients come to me and if they say to me, well, I'm in this situation, you know, I've been working really hard on my business. I made this much money, but now I can't seem to, to go into the next you know, leap of income or I'm looking to build this brand and I just can't seem to express myself. Every time I do, I get a bunch of haters and then I shut down and I want this. I want to build I want to go from 5 million to 10 million. I want to, you know, publish, write, finally write and publish this book that I've been dreaming about. I want mm-hmm. to live a life where I'm not working all the time. Like I have time with my children. Well, the first mm-hmm. thing is it's simple. The person you are right now, your program to be right now is not a match for yeah. these dreams. Yeah. And so for us to get you from A to B, we need to change the way you think. We need to change the way you feel and we need to change the way that you act so that you start feeling, thinking and acting as the version of you who already has the dream. And the, the programming part is, you know, the, it's, it's, the theory is simple, but this is when I go in with clients and we have to look at their belief systems. We have to look at their childhood. Where are the traumas residing? How do we remove them uh, and heal them through the body? Because at the end of the day, change happens to the body. You cannot mindset hack your way into change. It happens through the body, full stop. And so there's things that we need to learn to successfully subconsciously reprogram ourselves. We need to learn how to identify our limiting belief systems. That's where the quote unquote mindset work comes in. What's the limiting yeah. belief system? That I, that I have? What's the belief system that I want to have? Why is this there? What did this come from? This is the mind work, but it's not enough because you need to go into the emotional intelligence work, which is understanding how is this making you feel? Where in your body is this stuck? And when you feel this feeling, what do you do about it? And this is where I teach breath work. This is where I teach sound techniques, movement techniques to actually process and move the emotion, energy in motion, through the nervous system so that it can release and and be, and that person can set themselves free because the belief system is anchored in by the emotional uh, consequence that is basically the anchor of the belief system, what keeps the belief system there. And the the belief system doesn't move until the emotion moves. Mm -hmm. 
And then once that's done, that's where we bring in the strategy, right? The physical, which is like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to fire this person? Are you going to hire this new person? Are you going to raise your rates? Are you going to post this thing on social media or restructure your content to be a certain way, your offerings to be a certain way? So the action comes from the revised and up-leveled thought Mm. and action. And when Mm. you can do that, there's a process that I teach inside of my programs and in in my coaching as well, which is there is a, a methodology, there is a sequence to reprogramming your subconscious in an effective way so that you're not getting lost because it's like a very big underbelly of like you can get very lost in this process Mm -hmm. if you have the tools and if you know how to do it again and again you just get better at it and so people then start to become the version of themselves they've consciously chosen and they start to authentically become it not through their mind but also through their body they embody the version of themselves that they have consciously chosen and they learn how to stay awake instead of falling back asleep into the old programs when you know how to stay awake then you know how to subconsciously reprogram yourself and when you Mm -hmm. do that then you can do anything and how that relates to the branding piece is well what is a brand it's just it's the personality but of a business So if you can shift your personality, what makes you think you can't shift your business's personality? Mm -hmm. And then you just apply those concepts and you start to express as the business in an authentic way. And when you're authentic, expressing authentically, you're going to be a magnet for people who resonate with your values, your principles, your why, your vision. So you're just creating a very clean magnetic, electromagnetic field for yourself and for your business. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So I'm curious what percentage of the time, and I have a guess of what you're going to say, but what percentage of the time do you think it is a subconscious, like we need to be looking at the subconscious when people know, like, I know what I need to do. I know what the right move is. I know what makes sense and what's going to get me the results. I just can't seem to do it. What, like, is that a hundred percent of the time that subconscious? Every single time that you're stuck and you don't know why it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm. because if you weren't stuck, you would know why. (laughs) And how how subconscious depends on the level of what you're dealing with. Because maybe you're like, I'm stuck and I don't know why. And then I ask you one question Mm. and you're like, answer it. And then you you, you think to yourself, oh, wow, I I knew the answer along. That was silly. And then you move on with your day. That was subconscious, but it was like right underneath the surface. Think of it as an iceberg. Mm -hmm. But there are things that are so freaking deep that, you know, even I, I do this work for a living and I still need a mentor to spot me because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'll go to my mentor and I'm like, listen, here's the pro- here's the pattern. Here's the problem. Here's all the theories I've ran myself through. Here's the emotional like release techniques I've applied onto myself. Still can't find it. Where is it? And, and, and there's a reason it's subconscious. And if you go, if you think about the iceberg metaphor, you go even under and then you go into the unconscious, which is like, you need an expert to, to mm. excavate the unconscious and to find the places where you're stuck and you, you can't seem to find it yourself and your friends can't seem to spot it for you and your coach can't seem to do it. You need somebody who works with, with the unconscious. And, you know, when I work with clients, sometimes it's subconscious reprogramming. Sometimes it's like, let's find where this thing, the root of this thing is. And it's in your unconscious, which can be, this is when we're talking about ancestral. We're talking Mm. about like deep childhood, like baby memories, you know, and one of my qualifications 
I'm also a hypnotherapist by, by trade. And so I have a, you know, I'm able to to excavate and go under, but, but if you can't, if you can't spot it, like just from conversation or just excavation of like, okay, where's this coming from? Is this from my child? Is this, this, if you can't talk it out or, or like spot it through that, then it, it tends to be something even deeper than that. I find a lot when I work with people to support them with their releasing their subconscious money blocks there's a few layers where they're like, oh, this is where I grew up. And this is like how I grew up. And this is what my mom believed. And this is, and then we start to clean things and they start to, you know, create more money in their life, but then they hit another plateau and there's, it's not uncommon for us to go, go dig even deeper. And maybe, you know, they have an ancestry that brings them all the way back to World War II and like, you know, being in, in, in being like, children or grandchildren of Holocaust survivors or coming from a lineage that stems into a country in Africa that really like had a lot of slaves that were, were brought out. Or in my case, you know, I'm Italian. So like the Roman empire and there was a lot of crap going on there. And, and there's like these deep ancestral um, coding that is embedded in our DNA that we need to be able to access for us to be able to, to rewrite it. And that's more like we're going more into epigenetics. So maybe that's another episode for another time. But we have like um, 10 yeah. more episodes. It's a labyrinth. But yeah, there's many things that might be so super deep out of sight. But I would answer that yes, whenever, if you're feeling stuck and you're just like, oh yeah, I can't proceed, then you got you to gotta grab it from your subconscious. And it might be just like right under and you can find it yourself. If you're very trained, you can go even deeper within yourself. If not, then it's usually requires someone to come in and and be able to mirror that back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I, I'm like still very much a rookie to this work, like at the level that you're doing it, but I have definitely found that like every new level that I'm trying to reach requires another level of like this type of work. So I can definitely co-sign on that of like the things under the surface or hitting one one thing, you might feel like you're, oh, I've got it. Smooth sailing. And then you set the next vision. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this is not not happening. Yeah. So, so much like just wisdom and so many things that have piqued my interest and like sparked my interest in just this episode alone. And I'm sure our listeners are feeling the exact same way. So where can they find you? Where can they go deeper into your work, deeper into your subconscious teachings, the branding teachings, and all of the like 10 other things I was supposed to ask you about, but we didn't have time for today. Where do they find you? Absolutely. Well, the first place I would direct anyone who's listening who wants to go deeper into this work is to go on my website, www.celinedacosta.com. It's spelled C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A because that often gets butchered. And in my website, you'll be able to find more about my story. You also will get to look at you know my product suite and offerings and to answer your question regarding where can they learn more about subconscious and the branding piece and the soul-led piece. So I'll make it really easy. If you want to learn more about the branding, then your best bet is to check out School Story, which is my signature course on how to tell your brand story and how to put it out there into the world through the principles that I shared in today's podcast. For those of you who are looking to create that foundation from a business perspective, I have a group program that will be coming out in October called Business by Soul. And it's 
all around how to build that soul-led business that is going to allow you to create the revenue impact and influence you desired from that place of everything we've been talking about today. And for anything else, you know, again, you can, you can take a browse through my website, but I also have the journey, which is for those of you who really want to go deep into the subconscious work and how to subconsciously reprogram yourself. I offer a one-year container where you get access to my self-led courses, my trainings, my uh, meditations, my subconscious reprogramming meditations, and you can come into that community and really learn the journey and the process that I teach my private clients of how to take yourself through the process of subconscious reprogramming again and again and again in different areas of your life, including your relationships, finances, your business, and your health. So it's really, really rich treasure chest there as well. So all can be found on my website. And for those of you who want to see like, you know, just stay in connection and let us know what you thought about this episode or come and check out the, you know, the free content that I offer. You can go to my Instagram, which is at Celine DaCosta and any other, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, it's all Celine DaCosta. So you can find my content there. Amazing. Yeah, you have such an incredible body of work. So I know I speak for everyone that we're all excited to dive in and connect with you more. Thank you so, so much, Celine. Thank you for having me.